What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast is Called podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner, the man who turned down a spot on Team Hogan at Crown Jewel, being comparable, Jeremy Loss. <laughs> Jay, what's actually, up, dude? Actually, that's not a bad. That, that's a compliment. I turned down Hulk Hogan. Like, he's, yeah, he's you, trash. you were supposed to replace. Seth Rollins, you uh, once you got the call, you said no. I'm, once you once you found out it was uh, Hulkamania himself on the other line. I'm I'm Team Flair in this situation. Even though I, I really don't agree with any of this going on in Saudi, I am Team Flair. Though, like, did you notice? Like, Rick was. I think he was drunk on Monday night. Oh, a thousand percent. What do you mean think? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> think don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts and if you're one of our fantastic apple podcast users that includes you rick flair please rate us five stars on apple podcasts and if you're feeling spicy just like rick flair on raw leave <laughs> a review make sure you follow us on so on social as well follow us at doesn't matter pod that's pod with a zero on twitter Follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And make sure you also follow us on Instagram at Doesn't Matter Podcast. Also, just another note on the stickers. We are sending them out tomorrow. Uh, ben is, is doing his best to get them all set set aside and ready to go. So we will be putting them in the mail tomorrow. And, and really looking forward to everybody getting their stickers because I have a whole bunch of them burning a hole in my pocket. Also, if you haven't if you haven't noticed, we're getting dangerously close to the double white chalk double white claw chug review limit we're, dangerously close i mean you're so screwed my friend i'm really ready for this everybody thinks i can't do this <laughs> i'm ready for it i've been preparing i'm sure you've been practicing um but yeah no if uh going back to the stickers thing real quick uh if, if you do want a sticker try to hit us up so this, this is going to drop thursday morning if you can hit us up asap i can get it out in the first batch obviously i'll send it to you uh if you do reach out but if if you want to get in on the first batch that i'm officially sending out tomorrow again sorry for the delay got a little sick got a little busy um but you know those those stickers will be going out tomorrow or what what you're listening to is today and we also added we also had an amendment to uh to my side of the the this, deals that we right, made, yeah. I guess, if you could say. So follow, if you follow us on the Bleacher Report app, which where we we engage with a lot of listeners and a lot of wrestling fans there, it's Doesn't Matter Pod, I believe. Yep. Regular pod, no zero. Uh, follow us on the Bleacher Report app. Once, if we get to, a, I think we will hit it. it. When we get to 100 followers on there, I'll release the photo, the hostage photo, which Jeremy will inevitably put on a T-shirt. I already have a plan. Uh, already have a plan. And humiliate plans. me. Yeah, he's uh, he's already made plans at the local uh, <laughs> screen T-shirt uh, screening uh, screen shirt spot. I don't know. I don't screen know what these are called. Screen, yeah, screen printing. printing yeah. <sighs> anyway, with all a, that, we're off to a bit of a rough start tonight. Yeah, we've uh, you're drinking white wine. I've got this is this is like white claw number two. So uh, we're, we're again we're we're Ric Flaring it. We're just we're Woo! paying homage to the uh, <laughs> the 16 time world champ. That being said, that's gonna lead us into the main event. Welcome everyone to the main event. And for this week's main event, it's been four weeks of the Wednesday Night Wars. It, it's it's crazy how fast time flies. Um, but we, with it being, you know, a month into these wars, it, just like school, it's it's time for some grades. Uh, so we got we kind of broke it down into some categories of how we feel each show fared um, in, in these specific categories, and we're gonna hand out some grades. We're gonna go. Old, we're we're both Bleach Report guys. Like, what do you expect? Like, we're not. We know gonna how to hand, hand out, out grades. grades. We know how. Yeah, to hand exactly. Out grades. 
there, there's no winners yeah. and losers here, but you know, may, maybe there are losers. It's both of us. So um, let, let's just <laughs> jump right into it, man. So the first category, which we are going to start off with, quality of matches. And I think with each category, I'll, since AEW is the new kid on the block, uh, we'll let you go first because that, that was your assignment, I guess, for the month was AEW. So quality of matches, what is your grade for AEW? I appreciate you letting me go first. I'm going to assume that it's just the best goes first, so I'm going first. You're a jackass. <laughs> uh, I'm giving AEW's quality of matches an A. Every single oh, one is extremely solid yep. um, to exceptional. Um, there hasn't been – actually, I take that back. There's probably been maybe one to two – subpar matches but there hasn't been a dud yet and that's the key thing there at least on dynamite and you can even include dark here actually there hasn't I, been a dud i was yet. gonna say some of the matches on dark have, have been, been better phenomenal. than anything on raw or smackdown yep. you know what i'm saying like that's wild to me that, that that's the overflow that's the shit that wasn't seen on live wednesday wednesday night so that's been incredible but uh but yeah no sorry just didn't mean to cut you off there yeah give me my time Okay, <laughs> give me my fucking time. <laughs> White wine is a full heel turn. Over I'm here. feeling Jesus it tonight. Christ. I'm going full yeah. Finn Balor. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. But yeah, like like I said, like there hasn't been a dud on these cards. Every single one has been. It just it continues to get better. You're seeing up and coming stars get the get the rub that they deserve. So for me, these first four weeks, the grade is a solid A. An A for AEW. I like it. Yep. Um, so NXT was my assignment for the month. And we are going to flip next uh, starting next, week. next yep. week, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'll be in charge of AEW. You'll be in charge of NXT. But uh, given what I saw, and I, I was counting the previous couple weeks uh, before AEW debuted. So, you know, once basically NXT moved to USA, give NXT an A-. minus. Okay. Um, overall, just every week has been... It's been the best show, best WWE show on, you know, out of the three, like hands down, yeah. not even close. Yep. That being said, there have been some matches where you're like, nah, that was only okay. Um, so, and I think, I guess we're grading on a tougher scale because, again, you are, maybe you shouldn't be, but it's inevitable that you're going to compare NXT to AEW, right? Mm -hmm. And again, like you said, AEW has. They've almost pitched a perfect game. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's at least a no-hitter with an error, you know? <laughs> uh, so, but NXT, there have been one or two, a couple matches in there where you've been like, oh, that wasn't, it, it didn't live up to, you know, the rest of the card or to expectations. But, but had, that being they, said, still really, really good. Still yeah. an excellent product overall. Yeah, and I mean, they've had some episodes where it just felt like takeovers because they've been, like, Absolutely. top to bottom exceptional. But yeah, like you said, they've had some... They've had some matches mixed in here, here and there that have been subpar when you when you compare it to an AEW or just the overall quality of NXT overall. Given that they had a little bit of a a turnaround in terms of turning it into a live show, like that that's what we talked about a lot before NXT went live, right? It was like how are they gonna translate what used to be a taped product and they used to have more time, they could probably redo some stuff that didn't look perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, how would that translate to a live audience? And they've done I, I, like it's been as good of a transition as it could have been so far, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, so definitely. It's, it's been really, really good so far, just from that standpoint. Uh, that being said, we are, you know, we're still comparing the two, and AEW just edged them out by a smidge here. So yeah, and I, th I think 
uh, in large part the you can attribute the fact that a, NXT doesn't change venues to the quality of the product and like the continuing like level that they're at because like they don't have to worry about travel and, and like as much as like it, it it may not seem like a big issue like going to a different town every week does wear on you so the fact oh, that's that they, huge so the yeah, fact yeah. that they can stay in house they don't have to travel they can really really maximize the production value to the yep, to the best of their ability point. like yep. that really takes the show to another level so moving on let's talk about the quality of storylines now here is where i think AEW is sorely lacking now i don't yeah. think they're like terrible but if you notice like if you watch AEW the the amount of like in-ring or backstage promos that they have is really really minimal compared to anything WWE does. They just don't do them as much. Like they're yep. very much focused on what's going on in the ring, which I, I I like. But it's at the same point, like you do want these promos to help carry forward with carry the storylines forward. So for me, my grade after four weeks is is, is a B minus. I think there's some some interesting storylines kind of working right now, but there is a lot of room for improvement in the way that they can better tell the storylines and use the promos, whether it's in ring or a backstage thing like tonight you can even you can talk about the brandy Rhodes thing like what what was that like she came up she attacked a no-name wrestler and then literally pointed a <laughs> death finger the gary bertier finger right? from remember like, the titans and yeah. then that was it so it's like there's nothing there it's it's just really open-ended so i, I think there's a lot of room for improvement when it comes to their storylines and how they're telling them on dynamite and, you know, so going back to my point earlier about how NXT would translate going live week to week, AEW's had to make an even bigger adjustment in that, you know, the, they had the, I guess, the cushion earlier, you know, early on in their inception that, you know, the storylines and the feuds that they had, you know, they would show up once a month, right? And then so that, that in and of itself built, you know, those feuds, I guess, you could kind of, you know, play around with that stuff on social media and, and all that. But now that they've kind of gone week to week, the struggles that we anticipated that they would face, um, you know, with kind of building in these storylines on a week to week basis have started to serve us a little bit because, you know, there's not a lot of feuds out there that you're like super connected with just yet. And, and, you know, again, this company is super in its infancy. They delivered on the in-ring product, you know, 10 times what I think we thought what they would, you know, that they were capable of. But the storylines are still, you know, fixing, or they're still, uh, what, what's the word? They're still like, it's it's like when you put in a, they're still, they're like popsicles, right? They're still, they haven't formed yet fully. Ooh, so, interesting yeah, metaphor. I, I don't know why I used popsicles. It's it's almost. I mean, there, there are storylines <laughs> that are working for them. Obviously, anything related to the inner circle is working for that's, them. That's probably the biggest one. Because obviously, like, they, entirely, they yeah. have a guy like Chris Jericho that knows how to create a storyline. Like, he just knows how to do it. He's a pro. Yeah. Like, he's one of the best ever. So, like, anything with him and anything related to the inner circle is working. Anything outside of that is where you run into problems. Like, I don't know what is good. Like, you don't know what, like, random tag teams are feuding or where they're going to go with certain, like, with the women's division. Like, there's no, like, clear-cut foil for Riho right now. She's just kind of floating. Right. And then, like, obviously they're using the tag team tournament to, to try to build feuds. And they're building one with Lucha Bros and SCU. But, like... There's still work to be done there. So, I mean, outside of their main storyline with the Inner Circle, there's just, like, there's really not much going on. So that's something that they need to work on. There's no, like, B to C to D level storyline. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, oh, no, it's a just, thousand percent. It's just all A lines, A storyline, which is, I mean, if you're doing it right, it's fine. But, like, 
you you want to see the guys below that have something to kind of work on and work with. Yeah, and and I think that's that. The only fix for that is time, right? Like again, this show's been on for what now four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's obviously going to be some holes that are missed because you only have two hours of programming a week. So you know you fill that. You, you try to go top heavy with that, and they have been doing that. Right, like that whole segment today with, uh, you know, with the inner circle and Cody, and you know, <laughs> Cody using freaking MJF's uh, scarf. scarf to like punch through the the glass door or whatever. Which I don't know if that would work even in an action film, but whatever. Uh, I'm willing to suspend disbelief if you are. Mm-hmm. But you know, there the fact that that's like that story is great. Uh, like to echo your point, I like I hate to agree with you because you're a jackass, but <laughs> um, everything else below that it still needs a lot of work. And again, the only fix for that is time. I, and I'm so far they've proven that they are deserving of that time. So it's just a matter of kind of waiting it out and, and letting those, like you said, the B to C level storylines like flesh out basically because yeah. there there's nothing there. There's no meat on the bone, and it will get there. All that being said, you know I want to give my grade for for NXT and. I'm gonna stay consistent. It's it's an A minus. Okay. But they've also had, you know, they have the benefit of consistency. Right? Yeah. Like nothing really changed for them aside from going live. Everything else, storylines were already set. Uh, you know, obviously the live show kind of took some of the storylines, you know, to the nth degree. But they had some built-in stuff like you know, undisputed era all being champs like that in of itself had built-in feuds, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Cole has a couple of new ones now, but um, you know, even those uh, 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 O'Reilly and Fish and and Roddy, they had built-in feuds to to, to start, and um, so it, it, a minus because it's they've just been able to take what's been there and and kind of elevate them, which is which is really good. Yeah. And it's, it's it was tough to do because again, they were starting to elevate these things facing AEW, facing straight competition. I think they've done a good job of slowly building them to a, a crescendo. And we'll see how that goes when it's time for like war games and whatnot. Yeah, but. I think you're I think you're right. Like they had they had built in storylines already, but yeah, since they've gone live and gone head to head with AEW, they have taken it to the next level. Obviously with Tommaso Ciampa coming back and Finn returning, like that really does yep. help you elevate it. So I mean they've been benefited by the fact that like they are welcoming the competition and allowing like hey we are going to try to up our game and they really did um so yeah I I agree with your with your grade there Yeah I mean again they had the benefit of being just around a little bit longer so you know that's not this is not at all a slight to AEW I think what they're building is special and it ultimately it does start with the in the ring stuff and that's what it should be um and and they'll figure out the storyline stuff Yeah I really, really do believe that. I mean, they NXT also have, has done a really solid job, and and they have being the elite to kind of lean on as well. But like, for the casual fan that's not checking YouTube, they really need to up right. the game when it comes to dynamite. Because like, you can only do so much when you're pushing a storyline on on being the elite. So TNT knows drama. So uh, <laughs> there's there's more drama right now between Shaq and Charles Barkley every Thursday. So they've uh, they've got a high bar to live up to. Oh yeah. Um, that being said. Something that I, I'm very much looking forward to talking about is what has been the best match on each show. I love talking about this shit. So, again, I'll, I'll alley-oop it to you. What has been the best match, in your opinion, on AEW? I'm going to take that alley-oop, and I'm going to slam dunk it, and I'm going to say Young Bucks and Private Party. Oh, here we go. I mean, yes. that was one of the best tag team matches I've seen in a very long time. And I think it's 
uh, telling that the Young Bucks and how AEW feels about the private about Private Party that they put Private Party over on the Young Bucks. Like that is so big to me. It was huge. Like I, huge. When that happened, I could not believe it. Um, and even tonight, like they put on a hell of a match with Lucha Bros. And like at that, like halfway through the match, I was like, just put the belts on Private Party. Like they're over, and they're doing such a great job. So like, dude, that shooting star press is incredible. Is- amazing yeah it's breathtaking so jesus good. christ and the way that they shoot it now too where they actually do it like the best friends hug where he will mark they will try to do, he'll do the shooting star press and they'll uh bring back the camera so it shows the entire crowd the entire yeah, arena yeah, yeah. i'm like yeah oh my goodness it's just yeah it they are incredible i think the young bucks are quite possibly one of the best five are the five best tag teams of all time. Like they are just hall they of fame. They just get it, man. Yeah. They, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, triple H can say all he wants that, you know, he wasn't really trying to chase the elite basically, but he must be a little sick that he couldn't get the bucks in. Like I he's mean, had Cody. He probably, you know, Kenny, I believe was in their system a few years ago, but man, to not have the bucks like ever. And again, never say never. We'll get to that as well a little bit later, but um, man, just watching these two dudes, like, they're like the Hardy Boys at their peak on crack. Yeah, you know? they're so good. And I'm like, in the private, in private party, I always want to say the private party, but it's private party. Uh, like they just, they're so innovative. They're so athletic and like explosive with their moves, and they just know how to sell as well. Like they know how to make their opponents look great. Um, I, I really expect them to be huge stars within AEW by the end of the year. Yep. Um, because I mean, they continue to put on excellent match after excellent match after excellent match and they're doing it at the best time right when right when dynamite kicks off it's private party and they're putting on a fucking banger so i thought young bucks private party of all the great matches that dynamite has put on in the last four weeks was the best that's that's very fair i think uh, there's a lot of people out there who would agree with you um i'm gonna jump to mine now and i'm going with the first match that they put on for the wednesday night war the official wednesday night wars Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle for the NXT title. That was crazy. It um, was, yeah. Uh, first of all, the placement of that match. Basically, a little bit of the middle finger to AEW, <laughs> right? Just be like, yo, you guys are starting your show. This is your debut. We're starting with our main title heading like the beginning of your show. Mm-hmm. So that in of itself was like, all right, Triple H gets it. He's a fucking G. Um, but the match itself delivered. They need right. to do it, it again just, too. Yeah. Every, yeah. Oh, I mean that down Riddle's a future champ, right? Like that's just he has that written all over him. But unless you know Goldberg finds a way to kill him first. <laughs> um, but no, that match was friggin' incredible. It, it was it was just a great way to start the wars, and it really that's what made me feel like oh yo these wars are for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like like AEW from the get go just had great wrestling like top to bottom. NXT just wanted to remind you that at any given point, it doesn't have to be takeover. They can wow us at, at you know, whenever. So it, it was just a really, really great reminder. Obviously, you know, Cole and, and Riddle are, are two special talents, um, but th- that match was freaking fantastic. I would love, 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 love to see that again. Yeah, I, I think you make a great point. Like, WWE can always just say, like, you know what? We have all the talent and we can put on a takeover show if we want to on a random Wednesday in like July, like we don't have to do it at a special occasion. We can just put on something crazy if we wanted to. And that was that moment. Like, Oh, they can put on Cole riddle to start the show 
and then they'll have um, Shayna versus Candice LeRae later in the later in the evening. Also a great match. And then they'll do Street Profits versus uh, Fish and Riley O'Reilly. And it's right. like, oh yeah. yeah, they can put on bangers all the time if they want to. They just, I mean, obviously they need to service everybody else in the roster, but I mean that was definitely the moment where I was like, oh shit, yeah, this is this is happening. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Um, so that's going to lead us into our next category, the best moment in the past four weeks. AW, what do you got? I'm going with the end of the first episode of Dynamite when Jake Hager came out and debuted with the Inner Circle. I thought that was an incredible way to start off and end the show. Um, it was a bit of a overbooked finish. Um, they kind of had that for the first two weeks, but to have him debut and become an instant star for them. I mean, obviously, as Jack Swagger in the WWE, like his his star faded pretty quickly. Um, so to have him come back and have a fresh look and, and, and really get the pop that a, a debuting star deserves, I thought that was really, really great. Um, and also we had the formation of the inner circle to really go against the elite. So you have two uh, competing, competing factions within the AEW, which I think is awesome because obviously you have these all these mega stars that are really competing against each other and you have everybody else in the middle so uh jake hager's debut is my best moment for aew dynamite yeah no um i mean that makes total sense i think that's been the biggest thing for them period so far and it's it's really just the formation the inner circle uh which i know we talked about a little bit when the, when they first were formed and Jericho dropped the name, I know you weren't the biggest fan. I've Still warmed up to fan. it a lot. I've warmed up to it. The, the T-shirt is dope. I think it's like the highest selling shirt on pro wrestling tees right now. Um, so it, it's it's a dope shirt. I, I I'm already in, man. I love being in inner circles. I love being on inside <laughs> jokes. All that shit. I am in. So uh, <laughs> Chris, if you wanna if you want another member, you don't have to invite Jeremy, but you can invite me. Don't I invite me. I don't be. I don't like the name. It's a terrible name. Good. We'll uh, we'll all beat your ass together, <laughs> um, but no, that was a that was a big moment to just um, again. I love factions. I just that's just my thing. I, you do have a um, soft spot for factions. I do. Oh, Undisputed era, uh, but like that's like what we grew up with. So like that's what, true. What am I what am I supposed to do? Um, but no, that, that I I'm with you. That was that was a huge huge moment, and it, like they're they, Jericho with. I don't want to say cronies because these all these the other four guys can kind of stand up on their own. But Jericho with a group of guys like who are just kind of badass, that you know that's that's sick. It also allows Jer- it allows Jericho to be that chicken shit heel where he just talks yeah. trash and then allows everybody else to fight the fight for him. Like tonight, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he was just sitting there talking trash and they were blowing air horns and like that's the kind of stuff I like from Jericho as a heel because he's not going to be the monster heel because obviously he's just not a monster. So allow him to be the shit talking asshole. And then allow his cronies to take up, like, to do the beating. And then, like, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the fact that they, they fought out in the foyer of the arena. And, like, his head was getting dunked in the Dippin' Dots. And you could hear Jim Ross say, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no, not the Dippin' Dots. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, that, was great. <laughs> that was great storytelling. I was honestly surprised you didn't pick Orange Cassidy tonight. Uh, uh, I, just that's his, like- his, his beating of the Young Bucks. I wanted to I wanted to spare the young bucks because they took a brutal beating from my man tonight. Unreal! I I can't believe they was, showed that on TV. That was uncalled for. I know TNT knows drama, but they they might have to blur that out. Also, I don't Wait, know if that, you saw my tweet, but this is real talk. I am dressing as Orange Cassidy for Halloween. No, I you you not only did you tweet it, you texted that to me. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is happening. Yeah, it's uh, 
you you got to take pictures. We'll post that to to social. Yeah, uh, we'll tag Orange Cassidy. It'll be uh, it'll be fantastic. Um, so I'm gonna move on to NXT. The best moment. I couldn't decide between two, but ironically, the two that I was battling between involved the same person. That's right, Finn Balor's debut to NXT, as well as Finn Balor turning heel tonight. So, like, let's just make this clear: the the heel turn is much better than the return. I oh. I understand the nostalgia of seeing him come back to NXT, but Jesus, that heel turn tonight was fucking incredible. It's probably one of the better ones I've seen since what Seth turned heel. Seth turning heel was really good. Yeah, like was, this, nobody expected surprising. this. Yeah, yeah. Finn has been a, it was a face. It was since a he, huge swerve. Huge swerve. Finn has been a face since he came into the company, and now you have him turning heel. I don't know if he's going to be part of Undisputed. He seemed to kind of back off after he after he turned, but he's definitely feuding with Johnny Gargano. So we're going to get Finn. Yeah. So that that's the only thing that confuses me a little bit is I guess it makes sense to pair him with Gargano because Gargano didn't really have anyone to feud against so I guess they're going to build that up but so that just takes Finn out of the NXT title picture like I guess they're going to focus now on Ciampa which is fine but like Finn is is legitimate NXT title contender right so he's just going to back off a little bit that one was just a little bit more confusing that that was the only confusing part about that whole turn like i'm i'm all about it but that part i quite didn't get well like that he's kind of seceding or like he's like he's submitting to the fact that he's not going to be the top title contender that's eh. that's fine for me because it on that first episode even when he debuted it was, a, it was there was a, a great pop um but when champa came out at the end of the night and like you saw the face off and the way that they ended the show, you're like, oh, okay, that's where they're going. Like that's that's the angle they're gonna go to. So sure. you, you might yeah, as well yeah, yeah. put Finn up there with the other like A level star in NXT, and that's Johnny Gargano. And that's gonna bring like, can you imagine that match they're gonna have at War Games? Like that's gonna be fucking <laughs> it's incredible. Gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be insane. Like that's gonna be one of Finn's best matches in in WWE. Like I think that's an excellent way to get him back within NXT. Hopefully they kind of solidify where he's standing. Is he going to be like the lone wolf just kind of like going about his own business or will he side with Undisputed? Him with Undisputed would be interesting because then you have the power struggle power struggle between him and Cole, which if Cole wins the continues the belt or continues to hold the belt, you can have that inner power struggle Finn versus Cole for the belt while they're both within Undisputed. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, that's I, like I some think that ne- would... next level fantasy booking that I'm already going on. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's all we do on this show. <laughs> um, but no, I think that's that's an interesting way to look at. It. I, I'm down for it. I was just a little confused that he would take a step back so easily. And yeah, like I'm ultimately big picture, he turned heel. Like that's the most important thing. And let, let's kind of go from there. And you're right, like him and Gargano are gonna tear the fucking house down at war games so that that's really all that really matters and and we'll kind of see how it goes down the line like he's going to get an nxt title shot right like that's just yeah that's a foregone conclusion it's just a matter of when at this point and i guess that's that's fine we don't want to we don't want to rush it like the fiend right <laughs> jesus christ we're not going to talk about that but like it, hurts i just think say. like if you're bringing back champa now you have to you have to have him in the match because yeah, he has he, that, that he didn't story. lose the yeah. title. Yeah, he, he has that storyline the already there. So like, you have to put him in right away. Um, we'll we'll get Finn in there eventually. So let's move on. Overall grade time, and for me, AEW gets a solid, very solid B plus. 
Not all right. Yeah, like go. I, th- I still think like the matches are obviously to, are carrying it. Uh, I think if you were just going on matches alone, it's an A to A plus. But you have to take into effect they still have a little bit of work to do with the storyline. So I'm giving it a solid B plus. Um, I think they're they're very close to getting that A minus range. So a little extra credit and they get an A minus. Well, there you go. Well. Maybe they should because AEW dark. I don't know. I'm oh. not gonna. I'm not gonna change your grade. Yeah. Once you put it in, it's final. Right? After this I've week. Learned. After this week, if they put on another good AEW dark, it's gonna be an A minus. Probably. Um, speaking of A minus, that's actually what my overall grade is for NXT. Uh, basically, I just took the two grades I gave earlier, <laughs> averaged <laughs> it out. A minus and an A minus equals an A minus. Uh, they've just been putting on solid shows. I know they're not necessarily. Well, they're not even necessarily. They're not winning the ratings war, but not um, even I do think, yeah, I do think that people are watching AEW live, and then they're kind of doubling back to watch NXT later. Um, you know, probably on the network or um, wherever else it's airing, or whether they've DVR'd it. So, I got um, but they, they've put on solid shows. Like people want to shit on it because they're losing the ratings war. Like whatever, dude. Like the, the show they're putting on is legit and wwe as a whole is still winning that war because of the ratings from the collective three shows mm-hmm. so the, it's not like nxt is getting shit on it's just aew has the newness factor right it's like when a shake shack opens lines are like three hours long shake eventually trash i'm not having this discussion <laughs> with you at this moment but um but my point being once you know the newness wears off and it just becomes another institution. Like, how does it look then? So we'll see how that goes after a few, few more weeks, because um, it's still very much the new, sh- the shiny new toy that TNT likes to promote. It was still like it was still off put, not off putting. It was still weird for me uh, to see. Like, you know, we're obviously watching the NBA season debut, um, you know, on Wednesday night. Like, big games: Clippers, Lakers, Raptors, Pelicans, and then it's just like AEW ads. All the time. Like hearing like Marv Albert so do the AEW ad read, I was like, <laughs> yeah. what is life right now? It was so he, weird. He had no idea <laughs> yeah, who, I mean, who or what he was just saying. Just give me Kevin Harlan doing it, and now I'll be like set for life. Yeah, th- oh, that, and, and that's definitely coming. But before we get on to our news and notes, let's pay some freaking bills. Let's do it. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time-consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. I try, it really does not work. I stick to like two to three, but there's so many more that you can actually look at. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, You'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. You know I love those ping pong stories. I get that shit every day. Yeah, I know you do. I mean, I'm I'm really big on the (laughs) ping pong world. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and it's free. Sports.axios.com. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be a friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free curated sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Again, try it for free at sports.axios.com. 
do it. It's great. I do it right now. It starts my day off right, you know? I don't have to... Obviously, I love the BR app because that's where we live, but um, having it all in one, like a one sheet, basically, very nice way to Though, start. Like the getting day. the email this morning saying like, "Hey, the Lakers lost," was heartbreaking. I'm glad you got that. I mean, yeah. I watched it, but like, I watched it, but like, still <laughs> having to get that email, like, you you, you got to relive it, basically. I'm like, I don't want to know that that LeBron might be washed. Oh, that's. I'm not turning this into an NBA podcast. I promised myself I wouldn't. <laughs> We're going to take another quick break to talk about our friends over at Indochino. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Guess what? Men look good when their suits fit well. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The best part is that they are affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. The process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout. Plus, shipping is completely free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, that's B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing, which means you really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that does not fit. There it is. Get your Indochino, people, and, and get get your get fits your right. right. Get, get your, your shits yeah. right. It's NBA season. Right. Like you have to have the right fits. Yeah, you got to go full James Harden, full Russell Westbrook oh, as wait, you walk wait, down the don't, street. Don't go full Russ. You don't want to be yeah, that person. You, you should maybe wear a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't. I don't know your all all of your lines of work. Maybe your uh, your line of work doesn't require you to wear a shirt. I don't know. Um, but before <laughs> that's going to lead us into our news and notes. Um, first off, Drew McIntyre is back. Hey, he's going to be, hey. be on. He was he would have been your opponent if you accepted your role on a, on Team Hogan. He's going to be on Team Flair at Crown Jewel. We're teammates uh, now. Yeah, you are because you you uh, you are. T- team flair for uh for this week yeah i don't wanna, uh, i don't want to face him he's a, he's a psychopath he's scott a psychopath um i mean i'm glad he's back uh, what was his injury again it was it was pretty was it actually i don't think it was i don't think it was surgery right he's been no, out for I don't like think a so. month or two yeah he's so, been out yeah, that he, long he got hurt um I, I do think he just needed some time off as well i think his character was getting a little stale um, so maybe I got to look back because I've already forgotten what injury he suffered. Um, but I'm glad he's back in the fold. It, it makes sense um, to have him on, you know, on Team Flair at Crown Jewel. He was a high draft. He was a first rounder, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I know ultimately those draft picks and first rounders, third don't rounders, mean shit. Yeah. don't mean shit. Like Kevin Owens was a third round pick. He closed that raw. So ultimately that should it's not like. NBA or the NFL were, you know, the round pick matters. Um, but the fact that he's back, huge. Um, and he's one of their top heels, if not their top heel already. Yeah. Um, so that that that's huge. And I mean, know, he, Crown Jewel could have used him. Yeah, I mean, it's great that he's coming back. Uh, it, 
for for Crown Jewel is going to be part of the big match. But like the match that he put on on Monday with Ricochet was awesome. I mean, it just goes yeah. to show you that yeah, he yeah. knows how to work with smaller guys. It was the the match with Cedric, Cedric Alexander that was like excellent before he actually went out. So for him to come back with Ricochet, really put on a banger. Um, it's great to see. So uh, hopefully he can not fall into the trap of being Shane McMahon's henchman again. Um, and really kind of oh, God, create yeah. his own character like he was yeah. prior to uh, that like stint with Shane uh, would be great because he has a lot of talent. Next, they have announced WWE even now has announced a twenty man battle royal for 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 Crown Jewel with the winner getting a shot at AJ Styles in the U.S. title. They haven't announced anybody for the for the twenty man battle royal, but I mean, who who do you think could potentially win this if? Just kind of taking a shot in the dark here. I think this is their chance almost to run Cedric back and like not screw him over. This Finally time do it and bury Finally him. Finally do it. Um, but man, when was I haven't seen a title change on one of these Saudi shows since I think the the leaders of worlds won the Raw, Raw tag titles. But like, that, I, I don't think the U.S. title match is gonna be in Saudi. No, I think it's the same night. Is it really? So I think they're probably going to lead the show off with a 20-man battle royal because now that I'm looking at it, every show they've had in Saudi, there's been some sort of battle royal, right? Like That's I a think go-to. they just Yeah, they just want a way to get all these guys out there and, you know, killing killing each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- my assumption, and I, th- I believe it's the same night, so this will probably lead the show off, the Battle Royal, and then the U.S. title shot will be later in the show. But, yeah, it's it's supposed to be in the same show. Okay, so that changes things. So, yeah, I think Cedric then makes, makes a ton of sense because then you can finally put him over, which is long overdue. So, yeah, why not, why not do it with Cedric? Who else is yeah, going to be? Fucking Bobby Lashley? <laughs> I mean, no, it's not... <laughs> I don't even want to. Well, I mean, wait. Him okay, versus let's, Rusev. let's talk about this. Okay. Because if they do it with Lashley, that would make they would have an instant storyline with Rusev, and that would make that like that storyline. How dare you say instant? They've they've built up no, four like, weeks of this uncomfortable. No, I get it, but like that way they have an triangle. instant like feud that they can go back and forth with the belt, but like. They need to figure out a way if they're going to continue to do this like god awful storyline. They need to figure out a way to make it interesting. Maybe having a belt. So like, it could be Lashley. But he's in, isn't he on Team Flair? So I don't know if he would pull double duty. Technically, it'd be triple duty. But yeah, triple duty. So I don't know. I mean, it's a good point, and I'd be all for that because at least there'd be some stakes. I mean, I guess someone's wife is a stake. But in like a WWE storyline, it's especially this one that's been built like I'm just gonna say it very poorly. Oh, it's built like <laughs> dog very shit so strangely. Bad. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd be down for them to add some at least like a title to it. But I, I think they're like Lashley versus Styles, kind of a heel versus heel in Saudi. I, I doubt they're gonna go for that. Like that's not you know. A wrestler's paradise isn't like Philadelphia, where they might appreciate that a little bit more. Um, so they can do whatever they want, though. Like they're they, putting on they, Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman, they can do whatever the fuck they want. That's true. That is, <laughs> they, I guess they threw caution to the wind once they signed that match. Um, by the way, did you see their quote unquote altercation at the Performance Center? I did not. Uh, I think they're going to try to sell a Tyson Fury ankle injury. So, oh man, if you. Uh, 
for all you betters out there, factor that into your lines for those of you who are betting on Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. <laughs> um, and I, also, may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah, if you're betting on that, you are a true like degenerate. I, I have a feeling like uh, Vern Stradamus and and and. And Mike Dinette, Mikey Locks, Mikey Locks might be doing Brew that. Bets, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that could totally see that happening. Uh, let's move on. So Triple H had a couple things to say uh, fairly recently about some wrestlers that are not with with the company at the moment. So you have him. He he came out and talked to Ronda Rousey, who's obviously uh, been out for since WrestleMania. Uh, he did say that she will be back at some point. He seems very confident that she will return to the ring. I'm actually very confident that she'll return to the ring. She's a fucking natural. She deserves to be in the ring. Yep. Um, so I fully expect her to be returned. Maybe I could, I mean, Survivor Series? Like Survivor Series and start the build? Or you have her come back at the Rumble and win the Rumble, and that way you have... But is, So is she just not going to have kids? Because I feel like th- that was the reason why she took off. That was, but I feel like if they were going to do it, they would have already done it. They went on the impregnation vacation. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he tr- trips did the right thing in that he didn't provide a timeline. He just kind of left it open. And that, like, at some point, that's very vague. So I don't know if it's going to be that soon. I, th- I think she comes back around WrestleMania season. I mean, that's fair. Maybe, like, like, Mania would make sense. Let's say she's not pregnant by that time. Yeah. Mania does make a whole lot of sense because, I mean, whoever Becky is facing, um, Becky's probably going to retain. And if Ronda returns, like, that's huge. If she, so that's, if that's she gets, f- if Ronda gets pregnant, I'm going to go out and say it. If she gets pregnant, she's never returning. It's over. Wow. I don't think she, because wow, that's, cause that's cause the audio be, clip we're going to cut. She'll be, what, like 30 something by the time she has the baby. And then, like, she's just not going to want it. Like, there's no reason for her to go back to wrestling. I think if she's going to come back, it's going to be, she's going to come back sooner rather than later. Come back for a little, uh, like, another, like, six to seven month run and then just bounce. I don't, I, I don't think she's in it for the long haul, but I do expect her to come back sooner rather than later. Another person that, a lot of wrestling fans have been clamoring for to come back ever since he left a while ago. What, six, six, seven years ago? That's well, been a while, yeah. Triple H says, never say never when it comes to a punk return. You know what that tells me? He's coming back a thousand percent, and he's probably going to be on that Fox show, the Fox Studio show with Renee Young and Booger T. At, at minimum, that's what he's going to be back as. Um, best case scenario, he is back in the ring. But, dude, he's he wants to come back. You know, like, for someone who was so very anti-wrestling return, forget WWE return, he was like, I'm never going to go back. I'm going to do this MMA thing. And he gets his ass kicked a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that WWE check and the WWE spotlight doesn't look so bad, right? And, you know, Tripp saying that, that's a classic Vince uh, line, like, never say never. Like, he Vince hired Eric Bischoff. Right. Well, the first time, <laughs> yeah, not, not the most recent time. He hired Eric Bischoff after they went to war against each other. So like, no one's ever completely written off from WWE. Like at some point, John Moxie will probably be back. Right. Whether that's you know, and as an in-ring competitor, or you know, down the line in the Hall of Fame. Like Kurt Angle came back. Right. And he was gone for like ten years. So the door is always open. So I'm not surprised that Triple H said this. 
Um, but this tells me that they've already had a conversation and he's just being coy about it. Yeah. I mean, that kind of says the same thing to me. I don't think he ever returns to the ring. I don't think he wants to wrestle. I think he wants to. Which is fine. That's fine. I mean, that's perfectly fine because to be honest, like, I think what he brought was much more his presence and his aura rather than like his in-ring work. His in-ring work was great, but like it wasn't phenomenal. It wasn't like over the top incredible. Like I think what he really like what really stood out when it came to to punk was like his mic work, his ability to tell a story and just the way that he got people over. Like I think him being able like if he used to show up on what is it? WWE backstage. I think yeah, I or- is, yeah, it, yeah. is it back? Yeah, it's backstage. Like, I think that'd be great. And I think it'd be a great way to just get him back within the company. Even though, like, I read a story today that, like, Fox runs that show. Oh, almost, thousand, yeah, like, I read the same from thing. From top yeah. to bottom. Like, WWE has very little input in there. Um, but if you were to get Punk on a WWE branded show, I think that'd be huge. And maybe you can get him back on, like, a Raw or SmackDown. Just having him, like, jumping in and being part of, like, Paul Heyman's, like, group and it's like having him have a back and forth with Heyman in the backstage. I think that'd be really interesting. I don't need to see him back in the ring. Um, so to, to piggyback off of that a little bit in that, you know, his, his in-ring work at the time when he was at the top, right? His, his move set and his style is just so different where everyone was like, Oh yeah, that's like the indie style. Like that's what we want to see. The whole roster now <laughs> is like all these indie guys who in, in previous years would have never gotten a look. So punk style and his, you know, persona doesn't stand out as much right like Mm -hmm. the name does but you know i think he's starting to realize like yo there's a lot of guys who are like me now Mm -hmm. you know it's not just a bunch of freaking lex lugers out there yeah it's now there's a lot of cm punks yep um so you know that was that's an interesting point um something uh (laughs) my god it's been a rough week for uh wwe 2k20 (laughs) uh, a game which i was very much looking forward to because the pre-order character was the fiend and i guess we should have known that the game would suffer the same fate as the fiend did at hell in a cell because my god it that game is getting dragged right now and rightfully so have you seen some of this shit i saw a screenshot today of a glitch where the person's eye was drooping so it looked like it was just like hanging out of their eye socket and then i also saw one where the um there was a character just like bouncing off all the ring ropes. It and looked like it was it was the woman's match. Yes. I think it was Charlotte who looked like she was just getting Cesaro swung <laughs> by no one. Yeah. Like her, her opponent was kneeling in the middle of the ring and the glitch was just oh, it was it's, it's really rough. Yeah, I mean this is probably one of the worst ones that I've seen in terms of like just negative publicity of all the glitches being shown. Uh, it seems like every day there's like four to five new glitches that are just comical. Hopefully they can fix this with a with a with a new update uh, very soon because I mean they're they're a thousand percent going to so NBA two K twenty which are as you can tell by the name are obviously made by the same people the good folks over at two K um, NBA two K twenty had a lot of its initial release was really really rough a lot of people were complaining about the same things a lot of glitches like the the online feature wasn't working very well they they immediately released like a massive massive patch to fix it. I think it was like a few days later. It took like six hours to install um, on my end. I think that's definitely coming for 2K20. I think for them, it's really just about the release date, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting it out, kind of making that day an event 
and you know, I think they're starting to figure out like, yo, we can fix this shit later, even if it's not perfect. That seems they can to, just kind of send that. That seems out. to be the the way of thinking for a lot of gaming companies right now. Yep. Um, because it's like they they are really really pressing to make those release dates, and knowing that the fact that like, hey, we can send out a patch a month later that's gonna fix all the all the launch problems, and I think that's like that's been the way of thinking for a lot of gaming companies. It's it's kind it's quite annoying. When you think about it from a from a, a fan's point of view, because obviously you want to get a game and start playing it right away, and you don't want to have to wait for the product to be up to snuff. Um, but it is what it is with modern gaming. Uh, moving on, let's talk about Eric Bischoff, who was on his podcast, 83 Weeks. He did speak about his departure very briefly uh, from the WWE. Um, he had very kind things to say. He did kind of take this in stride. He said he was really grateful for the opportunity, um, and he he said it just didn't work out the way he wanted it to. Uh, and it clearly didn't work out the way that Vince wanted it to. He said he didn't really expect to stay with the company for five to 10 years. Um, but obviously he expected to stay a little longer than he did. Um, but I mean, he does seem to be taking it all in stride and knowing that this is just part of the business. Um, I would be really, um, excited to see what he has to say. Come like Starcast in a few weeks when he can kind of just right. openly say whatever because no one's going to be recorded. Like, obviously, he'll be on Fight TV, but, like, there's a little bit more of a chance for him to be a little bit more vocal and, and really express his feelings. But who knows? Um, it is – I mean, this is a very professional way about saying, like, hey, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, he definitely took the highest of roads, mm-hmm. right? Like, he easily could have just kind of shit on them. And, and there might be a thing with his deal in that they kind of – took care of him financially and they said yo thanks for kind of making this move but you know it's not working out but here's a couple couple dollars to keep your mouth shut yeah you know and there's there's definitely some nda stuff probably involved in there um so you know good for him at least he uh he got to experience it and you know he it's not like he has a shortage of any anything in the wrestling world right he can he can do whatever he wants still um you know with the podcast obviously starcast AEW, I guess if he wanted to take that route, it will always be an option. But it, it was kind of, it's still a little weird to me that it, it ended so abruptly mm-hmm. in, in the way that it did. But yeah, I guess it kind of is what it is. And the pressures of being on Fox, uh, like I, maybe if the roles were flipped, like if Heyman was running SmackDown and Bishop was running Raw, this doesn't happen. But that being said, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Right. Like he got thrust into that spot um, and it just, you know, didn't work out uh moving on to the next thing we have on here which we got is a couple more things we gotta we gotta rifle through here we gotta we do which is seth rollins t- talking smack a little bit to uh kenny omega uh someone asked seth it was it looked, looked to be at some sort of con um someone asked him about kenny omega he, he talked a little shit saying you know he's the best wrestler in the world and you know, once Kenny's done toiling in the minor leagues, to like come see him, basically. Yeah, he says if he wants to be in front of the most people and make the most money and have the biggest matches, which is with me at WrestleMania, come see him. Like, I think that's awesome. I mean, Seth has been a little bit more vocal uh, about like his displeasure with AEW and like all the shine that they've been getting. So, like, I really do like this side of Seth. I really wish that they would do this. This just goes on your point of turning him heel. Heel Seth is so much better than face Seth. It, I, I'm going to keep repeating this until they turn him heel again. He is it's so happening. much better. He's it's, so much bitter as an asshole. He is a natural asshole. They, they've started to sprinkle that in with him kind of challenging Humberto on, on Raw. So it, it's coming. It's just a matter of when at this point. 
Um, but also with this, like people were kind of going at Seth for saying, you know, calling Omega out or whatever. And he was responding to a question like he got. What are you supposed to say at that point? You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you go the Marshawn wish- route. Say, I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> yeah, but, like, people would have roasted him for that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's the pro wrestling world. It, you know, it's I think Becky Lynch said this on that Stone Cold show, the, the, com- the comedians and cards getting coffee but with Stone Cold. Um, she said it's, like, it, it's it's not a business where you're, like, all about making friends. Mm-hmm. And that it's just a combative entertainment or form of entertainment, right? So um, I, I enjoyed the answer. Obviously, that would be an amazing match, right? Like yeah. Seth Rollins versus Omega. That's There's, an all-timer. Oh, my God. If, at Mania? If that was to happen, it, that's an all-timer. If, that, if that's to happen in the next five years when they're still relatively in their prime, that's an all-timer. Like, oh, a thousand Without percent. a doubt. And, 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 and it's possible, like, Kenny, obviously, and the Bucks as well, and Cody, you know, were on the precipice of signing with WWE. So this, this match is, wasn't that inconceivable right so it's oh it's on the table and even just like fantasy booking it in my head oh man it's it's a hell of a yeah i mean and and to kind of go back to you were talking about the about becky lynch did you happen to see sonia deville's promo on on becky she cut a mean one yeah yeah it was good sonia deville is great by the way i mean she has she has her moments but this one was i mean the fact that she said like if I face the man, I'm gonna make her my son, and then she'll have to call me daddy. And the way she looked at the camera, I was like, Jesus, that might be the best Sonya Deville promo she's ever cut. Yeah, easily. And I mean, you got to come after the top dog, right? And that's that's interesting too because I don't know the regulations and the rules that they've set with the superstars about like Twitter and how that crosses over to you know stuff on TV. But we've seen that happen before, where you know a little Twitter feud or whatever has manifested and then all of a sudden that match is happening on tv so if this is sonya deville kind of shooting her shot at the top dog i mean that's pretty sick obviously they're on different shows so i don't know you know the wild card rule is dead but um and like unfortunately neither of them are going to be at crown jewel but we'll uh that's still just the thought of it is 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 very very interesting something that was not interesting that before we wrap i had to talk about this the kane velasquez segment with Mysterio and Shelton Benjamin on Raw. It was rough, man. He's been it, bad. He's been real it, bad. Like, what what, what was he doing to Shelton Benjamin, Cain Velasquez? Did you see this? Yeah. He, I, I don't, he, like, tried to suplex him twice. It looked like he was softly lifting him. And then the punches that he was delivering to his side looked soft as shit as well. It was just very, very confusing. I didn't understand it. And... Like, like the first of all, that the Shelton segment with him, like, oh, this is how you get a title shot. Like, you just have to defend Rey Mysterio or like call out Brock. Like, that I thought that part was awesome. And then it just went weird. It just got super, super mm-hmm. weird. So, I, man, it, I know you know the Velasquez signing is a huge deal, and obviously him, you know, being in the MMA world, there's a lot of crossover. Like, I get it. But man, that segment just didn't do it for me. It, was, a, it was it was a rough watch. He's got a lot of work to do. Uh, I think we all kind of expected that when he got signed. I mean, he's he's shown flashes in AAA. I mean, obviously he's a big man who's agile, who can do her karanas and all that kind of stuff, which is great. But his mic work is god awful. I mean, he wasn't a great person on the mic post post matches for the UFC or at like press conferences. He was always kind of uh, mild mannered. He, he spoke quietly. Um, but I mean, his mic skills are 
god awful. They are really bad. The fact that he has to speak in Spanish uh, to get a promo across kind of shows that like he just has no he has no feeling for 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 delivering a good promo. He has no confidence in himself. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done here if they're going to try to make him a star. Uh, they, I mean, they can only bank on him being like an MMA superstar and how he beat up Brock for so long. They're going to have to really try to make him a, re- a WWE superstar. So that means like doing promo school. He needs to do promo school really badly. Um, right. To- and they have, they need to send him to the PC for a while. Just a little bit. Even just like a while, obviously. But if they, at least a little bit, like work with Road Dog. Dude, that dude is one of the best on the bike ever, and he's still really, really good. Um, so he he could definitely teach you at least something, right? Like Shayna Baszler has gotten better on like she's still not the best. Obviously, she comes from that same world. She's improved a lot because you know she's obviously in these classes every day. Um, so that's just a small example of how it could help someone like Cain Velasquez. Um, so I, I hope that that's the route that they take with him sooner than later mm-hmm. because. Like, look, him getting a WWE title shot off of this already was already a little weird, and I get it. It's more about proving to the crown jewel people that their money was worth it. But it's still it's still a little strange that he was able to just jump the line like that. Yeah, like, I was actually kind of agreeing with with what Shelton was saying. Like, there's hundreds of guys in the locker room who like deserve a shot at Brock, and just gonna be this dude. I don't know. I I, I found that a little bizarre. Um, but man, that was a uh, that that was the week in wrestling. This is we're, we're going under an hour here. This I know, is, and uh, now and now it's like a little commute. And then commute we have episode. we have SmackDown on Friday, and then next week we are we're recording the day before Crown Jewel, so we may be doing a we might have to do a bonus show. episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not and doing we a bonus. Might... I'm not doing a bonus episode. Well, no, not show. for Crown Jewel. Depending on what happens after SmackDown. Okay. Um, that way we could at least recap two things. That's fair. But you're right. I'm not doing a sole recap of Crown Jewel. First of all, it's at a, it's on at like 10 in the morning. Um, people have things to do. I got, so I'm gonna be like it's on Halloween day. I'm gonna be at like my son's like uh, school costume parade. So I'm 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 not gonna be watching wrestling for at least like the first half of the show. And rightfully so. <laughs> but, look, they don't give a shit. They got to pay $40 million to put this show on. I mean, so. it's going to be 100 degrees at the, uh, ringside. Someone's going to be, like, the matches are going to be shit. And I'm not really looking forward to it, but we will talk about it. We will do our best to 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 give an honest opinion on it. But let's get out of here. Uh, make sure you follow us on social at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's pod with a zero. You can follow us on Instagram at Doesn't Matter Podcast. If you want to follow me for my great wrestling takes, you can follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. If you want to follow Ben for his god-awful takes about wrestling and the Warriors, follow him at Cruise Control. Please. And and, and, and don't worry, we're getting those stickers out starting tomorrow. Thank you to everybody who's already requested them. If you want, if if you still want a sticker, make sure you follow the rules that we, we put on, on Twitter a few weeks ago. Um, and make sure you hit up Ben ASAP if you want it sent out tomorrow. Um, absolutely so yeah thank you to everybody who's already requested them and with that don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts and if you're one of our fantastic apple podcast users please rate us five stars on apple podcasts and leave a review let's get jeremy on video chugging these white claws as soon as possible we are at we are at the finish line bring it 
Oh, all that being said, if there's another podcast out there that promises you a double white claw chug, don't. It doesn't matter what that podcast is called because they're trash. Wow, that was that was one of your weaker ones. I know. Okay. I, I I wasn't. The white wines really got into you. I'm like just this like. Why, this is why you got to stick with white claws. This is true. I stick, went stick with the brand. I went with the white wine. I was ready for a white wine hot take, but you know what? It is what it is. We might have some white wine hot takes after Crown Jewel. Let's just put that up. Oh, I'm going to have a few. The whole episode is going to be white wine hot takes. It's going to be white wine hot takes with Jeremy. We might not be able to post. but (laughs) It's just going to be blistering hot takes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you soon. Peace. See ya.